You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Thanks for sticking around Real Presence Live. This is Father Richard Kunst along with Kevin Pilon coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth at St. James Campus of Stella Maris Academy. Before we head into Straight Talk, I want to invite you to visit our website, Real presenceradio.com and even uh, with for even more great content there you can listen to programming from your local area find a podcast that you missed one of our daily shows submit a prayer intention for prayerfully yours and see what's happening across the network on our news page be sure to check it out on realpresenceradio.com all right well uh we have uh um, we have people having the opportunity to call in for a straight talk. That's the number is 877-795-0122. Or you can get us on our Facebook page, 877-795-0122. Call in with any question you might have. There it is. That's our sing- signal. This is your part of the show, folks. Those who are listening to call in with your questions or thoughts or concerns or anything. And uh, during this straight talk, we actually have a special guest. We have Deacon John Foucault of the Diocese of Duluth, who was just recently retired, but he is not retired from God. At least we hope not. John, Deacon John. Good morning. Thank you for having me. You are absolutely correct. Good. And so um, uh, one of the things that we are going to encourage people to call in is anybody that's maybe looking at retirement or getting close to retirement. And anybody at that age that might have particular questions of Deacon John about a recent retirement and how you how you put God into that picture. So it's 877-795-0122 or our Facebook page, 877-795-0122. 0122 and we want calls at the beginning of this segment and not just at the end of the segment so build up your courage and call if you've got a question you can be very anonymous about this you don't have to tell us your name you don't even have to be on the air you can actually give us the question and we'll actually read it for you if need be again that's 877-795-0122 if you have questions for deacon john fulgal today if you have questions for father rich um, about the Catholic faith in general or things that are going on in our world today, you can certainly call in with those and uh, we'll try to get to as many of them as we can this morning. Or if you have a real easy question, that can be for Kevin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> only softballs. Yeah. I only take softballs. <laughs> All right, um, uh, uh, Deacon John, welcome. Thank you, Father Rich and Kevin. It's great to be here again. How's Lent going? Lent is going very well. I was just at uh, Adoration this morning at St. Lawrence and was able to assist at morning Mass. Great. Uh, my Lenten uh, journey is uh, moving forward. Well, that's that's a good thing. Um, how's uh, St. Lawrence going? Very well. Very that's well. Your, that's a new assignment for you, right? A new assignment as of last July, St. Lawrence and Holy Family. Uh, getting to know St. Lawrence quite well, beginning to integrate myself at Holy Family as well, getting to know those parishioners as well. Well, good. It's good to have you on the air again. I know you've, you've uh, been off the air for a little while, so yes. it's good to have you back. Thank you. Good to be back with you guys again. It looks like uh, we already have a question. Yeah, we had a, a question come in from a listener, and this is a question specifically for you, Father Rich. I would love to know who this listener is as it, I look at this question. I think they wanted to remain anonymous, and they want to know what you are doing for Lent, but Father Rich. I am doing purposely... Uh, okay, so that, that was an act. I don't know. I bet you Eli has actually asked that question. I can't imagine a caller would call in and wonder what I'm doing for Lent. They might. They might need some inspiration. 
Well, I've got a, um, uh, I kind of got a thing about not telling people what I do for Lent, but what, but this is what I'll say. I'll say this is that a priest's life gets like double busy during Lent. And sometimes I think that that might be Lent enough. Hmm. The extra work, the extra workload. Sound? Sounds like a cop the out. Extra time. <laughs> it's not a cop out. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm uh, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Uh, Lent is uh, for any of you, for all you that are listening. Think of your pastors during Lent. Think of your priests during Lent because it is our busy time. There is no doubt about it. There's a lot of things that go on during Lent, and uh, uh, the more you put into it, of course, the more you get out of it. That's for anybody. Yeah, and I, I imagine that what little free time a priest has uh, during the year is now gone during it's Lent. Gone. Exactly. exactly. So your life is truly not your own. It, it is not. And in your Lenten journey, you don't need to promote what you're doing for others to see. Right. As, we're, as we hear from the scriptures, Absolutely. that's not the intention. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And if we if we do that, uh, it becomes a point of bragging rather than... No, the listener that or Eli or whoever put that question up, uh, obviously, I'm sure was doing it with good right. intent. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I always tell people, don't tell people right you know, I mean, what's the point you know, but a lot of people do want to know what are you doing did you give something do, up are you doing do extra prayer are you going to a daily yeah. mass they right. want to know right and yeah. i i i get that i th- i think there's a real desire even amongst my friends to to kind of know what they're doing because it helps you know it can not only give me ideas but it can encourage me if they've maybe done something that i think is is difficult it can encourage me in the thing that i've chosen and so um you know, I'll use that to let people know if you haven't, you know, decided what you are doing for Lent, if you are, you know, making a sacrifice or a fast or doing something extra, um, take the time to do it. It's it's never too late until Lent's over. Exactly I, right. I, I decided today. to form a sty on my eye for Lent. <laughs> so uh, 877-795-0122 or our Facebook page. That's 877-795-0122. It looks like we have another question. Another listener question, um, anonymous as well. So this question is about Lent, and maybe each of you have your thoughts on this. And when Sunday starts in Lent, liturgically. So this listener has a friend who contends that Sunday starts at 4.30 p.m. on Saturday and goes all day through 11.59 p.m. on Sunday. And now I'm assuming they're asking this question because of breaking a Lenten fast. Right, which is a whole other question. Right. So, I'm, uh, you know, so Father Ryan, my former co-host, uh, he and I always bantered back and forth about this one because, you know, he said, well, Sundays are during Lent. That's not really part of the 40 days, and so you can break your fast. And I would say, uh, Father Ryan, you're kind of a, being a little bit of a wuss about that because I'd say that, Jesus didn't stop at the Holiday Inn on Sundays when he was going through the desert for 40 days, you know. And so so you can have, so Father Ryan, great priest, good friend of mine, he had a different opinion than I do. And so you can you can take either or and still be in, in, a, uh, in, in a good setting, I guess. But uh, I still think that that's kind of a wimpy way of doing it. And that opinion is varied. Just uh, not too long ago, there was a deacon from uh, the... Uh, Pequot Lakes area, I believe, and another priest, Father Weiske, and they had this same discussion over Straight Talk, I believe, on the Lenten fast and Sundays, celebrating Sundays, taking the time to rejoice that you made it through the week and you did well, mm-hmm. taking the little yes, taking that little bit of a break, and then there are others who say no, let's trudge yeah. on through. And my yeah. wife and I have the same discussion. She doesn't believe in the break and celebration on Sundays. So this, the, so the actual question is a little bit more specific than that. So the question is asking. You know, does Sunday start at 4.30? Basically, you know, we have the Saturday evening masses. Well, you know, 
after the Second Vatican Council, the church kind of readopted what we would refer to as the Jewish liturgical calendar, because for the Jewish people, their uh, Sabbath starts at sundown the day before, so on Friday. And so we, as a, as a uh, Catholic church, adopted that liturgically, and that's why now some of those listeners that are quite a bit older don't remember Saturday evening Masses, because there were none. Hmm. And so after the council... Um, uh, we reestablished a Saturday evening mass basically to in, to to imitate the the liturgical life of Jesus of what he would have experienced uh, with the Sabbath and so you know I mean I, we when it comes to the fast if you're going to ascribe to the idea that you can take Sunday off from your fast uh, which is not you know nothing terribly wrong with that I would stick not to the liturgical calendar but to the 24-hour calendar, because otherwise you're really fudging it. If you're going to say, well, Sunday starts at 4.30 on Saturday, therefore I can do it. So uh, I would say it starts at um, uh, at midnight. And if I might add to that, this is 100%. But before you add to it, I'm oh. just going to say one more time what our phone number is, 877-795-0122. I'll say that again, 877-795-0122. This is your time to call. Don't be bashful. Go ahead, Kevin. Well, here's the thing. It's... There's something to be said about intentionality. So my thought as, you know, just a layman looking at this question is to say, if someone wants to intentionally take a break from their Lenten fast on, you know, Saturday evening, Sunday, then they should, I believe, do something intentionally to observe that. Whether that's they went to Mass on Saturday or maybe they pray evening prayer one. Sunday evening prayer one. So they do something to observe the fact that now I'm entering into Sunday. And so that it's not just like, hey, there was mass somewhere at 4 o'clock, or there was mass somewhere at 4.30. I'm now in Sunday mode, and I'm in Sunday mode until 11.59 when I you know, eat that whole pizza on Sunday night. So that, that's my thought. Yeah, the intentionality is important. Let me throw this in. If that break on Sunday helps them in yeah. their Lenten journey grow yeah. closer to Christ, by all means. If it's something that they're doing just so they can have that uh, extra beverage or the ice cream or the brownie or the steak or whatever on Sundays that they've decided to give up, that's not the intention. Mm-hmm. Growing closer to Christ throughout this Lenten journey is the key. And if it helps them do that and, su- and succeed in that, because there may be people who have not done a Lenten fast or are doing it for the first time, mm-hmm. and they get to that second or third Sunday and they may need that break. Mm-hmm. to continue on. If they can, fantastic. But if it's for yeah. a dietary reason so I can just have that all of a sudden, no. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm a, I'm a break person. I'm, I'm not in the camp of Father Ryan on this one. I'm no, Father about, Ryan is a camp yes. guy. I'm not the camp oh, guy. Oh, you no, say it's weak. Right. I'm, I'm in Father Ryan's camp, yeah. sorry. You like to celebrate. You're, yeah. you're the Catholic light. Yeah, I'm the Catholic <laughs> light. I say, you know what? It's 4 o'clock on the East Coast. It's, oh, boy. It's, yeah. it's <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> it's Sunday somewhere. It's Sunday yeah, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, call 877-795-0122. That's 877-795-0122. We are yet to have a caller on the air. I dare the first person to actually make the phone call. You can also submit a question on our Facebook page. You know, uh, it reminds me of this story uh, that a friend told me. And uh, I think we underestimate how important our witness is sometimes. And this was, she's a convert. This was before she was Catholic. And uh, she was at her high school basketball game, and they had a really tough game, and it was during Lent, and they lost the game. And she remembers she had two girls on her team that were both Catholic, pronounced Catholic. Everybody knew they were Catholic, and they had given up. uh, One of them specifically had given up ice cream for Lent. And after the game, uh, 
the girl said, I'm going to the grocery store. I'm getting a big thing of ice cream, and I'm going to eat it. And my friend, who wasn't Catholic at the time, said, um, wait, what about Lent? And the girl said, you know, blank Lent. And, and, that, and then, she, you know, she wanted to go get her ice cream. And that story always, uh, that moment really stuck with my friend about Catholics in general for a long Absolutely. time. And that story really stuck with me as a conviction. Yeah. Like, ooh, I really need to uh, take my faith seriously at all times. Right, right. No, that's a good point. Well, let's, let's when you're about, mad, let's talk about faith and retirement. Well, that's what, I was, what gonna, does that I was gonna go to. Yeah, that, but before, but, but John, before we do that, Deacon John, yeah. we're gonna call eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. That is, I'm not gonna make that phone call. The listeners are gonna call eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two or on our Facebook page. We do have Deacon John here for a very specific reason because he just retired. He's very old. He's got nothing to do. Old. He's got nothing to do. That's what everybody thinks. Yep, and so. Uh, Tell us about how retirement's going. Well, it's going very, very well. It will be one year on April 3rd that I officially retired. I've been very blessed throughout my career to be able to exit from the business that I created 25 years ago. And as I had that transaction take place, many individuals came to me and asked me to do new things. And they thought I had all this free time on my hand. So I decided to take nine months and not take on any new initiative. Wait a minute. You initially said it was six months. No, I went to nine Right oh, away. Okay, you but told me six, six months when I talked. That was to obviously you. too short. Okay, you came right away. I must have. I must have asked you to help. <laughs> you must out have asked me to do something. You did. Uh. Um, so I took the nine month window, and it was very beneficial to do so. It gave me time for more prayer, more reflection, appreciation of the time I now did have available to discern what else can I do with my time that I now have to serve God better. Uh, volunteering, charity, giving back, serving on other boards that I serve on have surfaced for me to be able to continue to do and be a priority in my life where it serves God to a greater degree in my diaconate vocation. Mm. So having that time set aside in just nine months provided a lot of clarity for you. And Not he- really. Here's why. I went on a retreat in January. I was, uh, went my first retreat when I was ordained to Pochman Terrace. Uh, it's down by Asani. It's a beautiful retreat center. Little hermitages where you have a gas lamp and a gas stove cheese and bread uh, and water and tea and coffee to uh, have in your hermitage. You do a two- or three-day retreat. Father, have you ever been there? Mm-mm. Okay. Beautiful retreat. I've center. been once. It's I love it. It's fantastic. Well, I went with another deacon. He had his hermitage. I had mine. And this was at the conclusion of the nine months. And it was a nice, enjoyable time because I always wanted to be there in the winter when it was cold out and snowing and everything. Well, our last night, I wanted to sleep in because you check out at 10 o'clock, and I wanted to just get up and have tea and coffee and some cheese and that type of stuff. I woke up at 3.35 a.m. and wide awake, and my mind was just racing. And I believe I was inspired by the Holy Spirit to get up, sit down, and I made a list of two pages of all the things that I'm involved in, where I'm serving God, where I'm serving my family, where could I be serving God and my family better, and reprioritized my life in about four hours. And from that point on, I did come back, and I did uh, get out of some of the things that I have been involved in over that time and have said yes to a few other things that I'm going to continue to be involved in going forward. It was a very moving experience, but it was the culmination of the nine months and the discernment of what am I going to do with the time that now God has given me and the resources that I have. Well, it's, uh, that's, I mean, it's great that you're looking at your retirement from the lens of, of your faith and your closeness to God. Uh, if you have a question about about anything about anything that Deacon John's been saying about retirement or anything that's on your mind, call 
795-0122, We are still waiting for our very first caller, or you can also submit a question on Facebook. We're halfway through already, halfway wow. through our time. Right? Really? With, yeah. Without a single question on the phone. That's amazing. Well, uh, but it, fo- it follows the pattern that I say all the time. They're all going to come in the second half. They're all going to come towards the end. Well, they have to think about what they want to ask. They want to know what we're talking about. What? Right. Work, vocation, journey, whatever you want, I'm here to ask. Uh, any question you'd like. Another thing about the, the vocation of uh, diaconate and marriage and retirement, uh, one of the things that people have asked me about, are you going to be able to do more in the diaconate? And the answer to that, obviously, is yes, to be able to serve more uh, where I'm called to serve in the diaconate realm, especially now in being at this new parish since I've been uh, retired with having two parishes. It's much different than the other parish that I have because you had one spot, you had people that you knew. Now you have two spots, people that you don't know, lots of different groups going on, different activities, figuring out where I can insert myself to help everybody there grow deeper in Christ and the relationship with Jesus. 877-795-0122. If you're driving, pull over to the side of the road and call 877-795-0122 or go to us on Facebook. We are still waiting for our first caller. I'd like to say that the first caller with the question gets a prize, but I don't have any prize. But uh, at least you'll be the first one. So, so you don't. Seven 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 nine five zero one two. I don't have any prize. No you, prize? Used, you know, at your homilies, you on occasion you throw Snickers at people. Yeah. Out I do. There. I haven't done that very much lately. That's when I ask a question, like a theological trivia question. Well, you know why that is. The pews here are a lot further out from. You can't throw that far. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're, when you're wearing a vestment, it's you know it's kind of hard to throw well and accurately. Yeah. Besides, I've hit a couple of people that got hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't really get hurt, but uh, aim, your aim wasn't the best. Yeah, exactly. There's a reason why he always is the pitcher in slow pitch softball. It's, I always have to throw pitcher. it 45 feet. Exactly, and I and I I do fairly well. That softball starting up here pretty quick again. Oh yeah, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. That's church softball that we're talking about. All right, so um, uh, I have a question oh, for oh, Deacon. Yeah, actually. go ahead. Okay. Um, so you know, 25 years, you know, doing your 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 advocation, you know, your life's profession and yes. work. Um, what was it like coming up into that transition a little over a year ago, and and what did you do for work as well? I own a software company. Uh, I was a programmer by trade. I worked for Maurice's for 10 years, and then uh, I said in uh, May of 1994 to my wife, we had two children at the time, I want to start my own business. I want to be an independent programmer and consultant because I can make a lot more money and I can have a lot more free time to spend with you and the kids. And I was wrong. Um, <laughs> you didn't make a lot more money and you had no time because you're out trying to work to make a dollar so you can pay the rent on the office that you have and all that type of stuff. But that business grew and developed uh, with God's graces over the 25 years. And it was almost 25 years to the day that I was able to exit it through an acquisition. We have a private, had a private investor come in from the Twin Cities, uh, acquired the business, um, took everything over, and has grown it over the last 11 months. Done very well with it. But it was terrifying, to answer your question. Um, what am I going to do now? Uh, how am I going to have enough uh, of a nest egg to be able to live on to provide for my wife and my kids and so forth? Our, our kids are all out of the house. But it was very scary because I have a person that always had a salary and I was in control of my salary to a certain extent owning a business. Uh, I could go out and get new sales and I could get new clients and I could do things to grow it and I could augment my income as well as my staff's income. So giving that up was a very terrifying thing for me. Learning to live on uh, you know, what God's given us with this acquisition uh, and exit opportunity uh, has not been uh, easy because it's very scary because you only have X and that's what you have to make last for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Looks like we have a caller on the line. We have Diane from Dickinson. Diane, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, welcome to Real Presence Hi, Live. Hi, 
No, go ahead. Well, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. But I had a discussion with my sister one time. We were talking about baptism. Okay. So I'm assuming John the Baptist did not have to be baptized because he was born before Christ. But what about Mary? Did she have to be baptized? With water. We know she was baptized with the Holy Spirit. So. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'd be a little bit remiss to know the exact time that the baptism that we know of today was being used, but we know it was very early on because Jesus said, go out and baptize all nations in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So we assume that that happened very early on in the in the Christian realm. But, you know, anybody from the Old Testament times, obviously we're not baptized, you know, because, I mean, there was no, you know, there was no revelation of God the Son. And so... The baptism that we have is the baptism into the Trinity of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And uh, so there's absolutely no indication whatsoever that Mary would have been baptized. Could she have been baptized? I'm sure she could have been. Uh, and that's why I go back to, you know, the first statement I made is to when did the actual ritual start happening? And we know it had to be early because of the gospel. But you also have to remember that the gospel, as it was written, was written 70 years, in some cases, after Jesus ascended into heaven. And so there's a murkiness in that history as to when the actual ritual was happening on a very regular basis. Was it happening in the lifetime okay. of Mary? And, you know, lots of the times we hear, we do hear about the baptisms and the Acts of the Apostles, where it's like a whole household was baptized. And so we know that this was happening very, very early on. Was Mary baptized? It's not in the Bible. Could she have been? Sure. But there's no uh, definitive answer to that question. It's a good question. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very okay. good question. So it, to add well, to that, thank, by, you. thank you, Diane. Thanks, Diane. So is it true to say that there's nothing There's nothing against thinking that she could have been no, baptized? No, absolutely not. In the same way that she probably received the Eucharist. Mm. You know, And we can say that she almost certainly received the Eucharist. We know that was a very, very beginning. I'm sure she was a faithful mass goer. I'm sure she was. And she probably, maybe she even went on Saturday night. (laughs) I don't know. know know Full circle. I don't know if she did the whole fast on Sundays. But uh, anyhow, you can call 877-795-0122. We had our first bold caller, Diane from Dickinson. So call 877-795-0122 or on our Facebook page. She was hoping she would have got a gift. Yeah, I'm sorry, Diane. I was—I don't know if you were hearing that, but I don't have—I don't have prizes to give. But uh, she gave up Snickers for one. I could. Oh, probably, I there could, you go. I, my arm is so good, I could probably throw a Snickers bar all the way to Dickinson's from here. <laughs> you sound like Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> oh, never saw that show. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. So, uh, Deacon John, what do you think of the coronavirus? I think it's a lot of hype right now. Um, obviously, it's a tragic thing when individuals are dying from it, but it's another strain of the flu. Um, do we need to be prepared for it if we get ill and, and fall sick? Yes, we do. Do we need to be prepared uh, in the event that we can't leave our house for a few days and have some extra food on hand? Yes. That's normal in our lives. But I do think that this is a little bit, it's going to go fast, obviously. It's going to go through the United States just like the flu does, uh, is my personal belief. But I do believe it's uh, overhyped right now in regards to um, the fatalities that are going to happen with it is mm-hmm. kind of what they're making it look mm-hmm. to be. Yeah, I've got a, um, uh, I'm leading a tour to Rome at the end of April. And so uh, right now, that's really, we don't know what's going on with that. Right now, you're leading the tour to Rome, but right you may now. not be at the end of April. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. we're going to make we're gonna make a judgment call on that in a few weeks and see what we need to do. Yeah, travel restrictions might be your biggest issue, whether right. or not they allow you to travel. Right, yes. right, at that yeah. time, see yeah. how, what, how it develops. What do you guys think of it? 
I agree with you. I think it's way overhyped. Yeah. I really do. And like you said, I mean, you said it right. It's like, you know, you want to empathize with the people that are sick and, and you can't downplay that. Uh, but people with the regular flu are sick and dying yes. as well. You yes. know, and so how this is affecting uh, things and how the media is portraying it, I, I think, is a disservice. Right. You know? I would agree. Go ahead, Kevin. Do you have any thoughts? Well, I, I certainly have been, you know, keeping up on it and trying to, you know, to stay um, in the middle as long as I can. You know, as you know, you have the news sources are always tilting one way or the other on it. Um, what I find interesting is that, you know, they they think that it's probably at this point here to stay. You know, they think that at this point it's going to be another of the coronavirus. There are four that we already know of. This is now the fifth. So it's not like we're... Uh, not, um, we don't know what a coronavirus is. It's just that this one is a new strain. Right, it's a new strain. It's highly contagious, like the flu, and it. And we don't diminish, mean to diminish when we say it's overhyped the severity of the illness of it. Um, that I've heard the symptoms are worse, and you know your illness is worse than with the regular flu. We don't mean to diminish that. What we're talking about is the national hype that they're creating over it. And- I'm trying to get everybody to run out and, you know, stock up on food for the next three weeks in your house because everybody's going to be shut down like they were in China. We don't know if that will happen or there, not. But There are tons of different things we could talk about. Like I said, we just brought up the coronavirus. You can call 877-795-0122. That's 877-795-0122 or submit a question on our Facebook page. Uh, not a lot of callers today. It's a little bit very quiet, em- very quiet. A little, little quiet and empty lines. I think that maybe we've answered all the questions already. <laughs> <laughs> maybe nobody has questions. Would love anymore. another live caller. Yes. Yeah. So that's eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. So it's Super Tuesday today. I want to avoid politics to, to a we, certain. We won't talk about it, but I will say at St. Lawrence this morning, uh, they did have the polling set up there, and it was very interesting. I've never been to St. Lawrence when they've had the the voting booths up, but they actually had masking tape with arrows in lines of where you had to walk to to go to register and then where you had to walk to to go get your pen and where you had to walk to to go to i've never seen that at a polling place where they actually taped everything out with masking tape on the floor it was very interesting the person in charge of that was highly organized they were there at 6 a.m i was amazed (laughs) they were there early that's crazy So 877-795-0122 or on our facebook page Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Can I go back to the retirement thing for one second? Yes, Let's wait for a question to come in. Yep. Um, in preparing for retirement, most important thing, prayer. Giving it over to God. Um, in some of my other segments that I've done in the past, people have heard me talk about a very moving story, critical time in my business when I was in the diaconate formation and so forth. I won't get into that, but in this uh, exploration, discernment of being able to retire, um, as I mentioned, it was terrifying, but there were graces from God to say, this is okay. This is now the plan for you. This will work out. Uh, have faith and trust in me, and all will be okay. And that was a, a, a critical juncture as well as you go through this. You know, you prepare for retirement, and you build your nest eggs, and you do your financial planning, as you know, Kevin, and so forth. And when you get to that point, you have to put your faith and trust in God and know that it's going to be okay. And going through the process, it was about a nine-month process from um the beginning of the acquisition discussion down through the acquisition being done the day I took my boxes out of the office on April 3rd and formally was done, um, but it felt at peace because Mm -hmm. I knew it was in God's plan from what he had walked me through in this journey of 25 years. It's important mm-hmm. that anything we do in life, whether it's a big step or a small step, that we include God in that decision-making yes, process. And so I'm glad you're talking about that for people that are listening in. You can call 877 uh, 795 
Uh, we do have a, a caller that's on the line. We're waiting for the question to be submitted, but we still have another line. So even even when we have a caller on the line, you can still call 877-795-0122 or go on our Facebook page as we await the uh, the caller to be ready for the actual question. And we should probably have time for maybe just one more. Maybe this will be the last one. There might be time for two, um, time for two more. But um, uh, one thing as... Uh, I was just uh, looking at Catholic News. There's a, a pretty fun photo circa, circulating around social media, and it's a photo of Mark Wahlberg from Ash Wednesday. And he's got a huge Ash cross <laughs> on his forehead uh, because of his morning mass. And I just thought that was cool. Obviously, you know, you know, you don't hold celebrities up on a pedestal, right. but it's really cool to see, nice to see. a celebrity, a, you know, big time. He's all over the place, and he is pretty vocal about his Catholic faith. Um, he was actually the MC when Pope Francis came to Philadelphia for that night. The the whole festivities night, Mark Wahlberg was the MC, and uh, he did a good job. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's cool to see that. When you talk about the ashes, it's always important to see who has you know a blob or a nice cross or how big it is because it's the first one that you yep. you impose on somebody. It's yeah. Yeah, my friend's son. He uh, he said, "Dad, I want to go to get the blob so that everybody <laughs> knows I love Jesus." <laughs> Looks um, like we have a caller on the line. Kathy, are you there? I am. This is Kathy from Duluth. Kathy, do you have a question? This is. Um, well, I've um, just completed a three to four week uh, pilgrimage with my son throughout the country, uh, New York and uh, to Florida. I was um, at a spokes leaders conference down there. My question is, Father, um, does the general population including the clergy, the lay, the deacons, and, well, the lay people, and uh, really know what's going on in the abortion industry. The pro-life workers are working so diligently, mm-hmm. but... Okay, thank you very much, like Kathy. To, um, yep, this- Yep. Okay. Thank you, I, Kathy. We I, have, I we're, like... we're we're almost out of time, Kathy. So I'm just going to respond to you here quickly. Okay. So thank you for calling in and thank you for the question. You know, I mean, the the whole issue, what's going on with the abortion industry? I think that there's a lot of it that's hidden, and I think it's purposefully hidden. I think that if if we knew in the general public the horrors of what actually goes on in the abortion industry, that there would be a, a, even a far greater. Um, uh, uh, Retaliation against it, not retaliation, but repudiation of it. And so, uh, I don't, I, I really don't think that that uh, a lot of people know about uh, what's going on. So we have to educate ourselves on all issues, but especially the issues concerning life. So thank you very much, uh, Kathy, for that call. Well, that uh, that just about sums up our um, uh, our um, uh, call-in segment. And so it's been good. We only had a couple of calls. We had a lot of good conversation with you, yes, John. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much for um, uh, being here with us for the uh, straight talk. Uh, after the break, we're after break, we're going to have uh, Dr. Ray Grendy for a little while to talk about his uh, uh, humility and how Lent's going on with him. And then after that, we'll also be talking to Mark Halpatton from the TV show Pawn Stars, all after our break. <laughs> 